you doing this bright Saturday morning? This is Black Shy Guy. As always, I thank you for sitting at my table. We are here with another episode here in Shy Town. Buckle up, get your drink, because it's about to be it's about to be kind of hot in here you know what i'm saying <laughs> listen i'm exaggerating you know what i mean it's gonna be a relaxed episode hopefully you guys are enjoying your weekend hopefully you guys are not getting hit with this winter advisory storm that's hitting the freaking new york tri-state areas oh man we in for another one folks listen i got nothing wrong with the winter weather's I mean, I love the changing climate. That's where I live where I live. I like the different um, taste of each weather. I can't have just one particular type of weather all year round. I, 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 just don't, I just don't like that. I like change. But damn, if there's anything we can do, if there's anything we could beg of Mother Nature not to give us, I would say don't give us snow. Just, just don't give us snow. You know what I mean? Let it be cold. Let it be all of that. But just don't add the snow to it. I can take the cold weather. I can take the minus one degrees. Just don't give us the snow. That's the only thing because snow is a very beautiful element. But the only thing is when you need to shovel it is is just be it becomes irritating. It does. It becomes irritating. I can't deal with it. Doesn't matter if you got a snow plow, if you got a freaking snow machine. Doesn't matter. You got to deal with it. I just don't like dealing with snow. I hate when it's in my path. I hate when it becomes an obstacle. Mother Nature, please do something about snow. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. I mean, but we're going to get hit with a winter advisory storm the next upcoming days. And unfortunately, we got to deal with it. It is what it is. So right now... I'm relaxing and chillaxing at the crib, waiting, waiting for it to happen. And basically, obviously, I have to go into work the next week. So I'm just waiting for the aftermath. You know what I mean? It's crazy what's um buzzing over the Internet this weekend, though. I mean, and I'm just going to touch up on one of those topics really quickly. I'm just going to dive in and out of it because I don't want to stay too long, on it, too long on it. But the Nas X latest song, this is what I'm going to say about that little Nas X. I mean, Nas X, whatever his name is, you guys know who I'm talking about. That latest song, when it comes to him portraying Jesus, I mean, when does it all end? When does it all end? I mean, he's just... I mean, it's my personal opinion. You guys can say what you want about it. But, I mean, when does it all end? Every song he comes out with has to be biblical. And the video has to be so demonic. What are you, what are you pushing here? What agenda are you pushing here? Why does he have to come out with a video portraying the image of Jesus on a cross? And in a video be so demonic. Like, are you really the devil incarnate? Like, I mean, what what is going on in the world today, man? I remember when when it came to religious, and I, and I know religious is a very touchy subject to a lot of people. And I'm not trying to bring the fact that religious is untouchable. Nobody should. You're entitled to do what you want to do. But it comes to a point where... Some things has to be explained because when every single song is about some type of devil worshiping, because obviously the last song he brought out when he performed at the award show, when he was basically Satan and, 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 and men dancing all over him, grinding on him or whatever, that was so demonic. Now you're coming out with another song, you portraying Jesus. Like, it, you, what is going on here? What, what, is he, what agenda is he trying to push? Because your song has no meaning either if you listen to the words. It, it has like no meaning. I could be wrong. Listen, I'm not, I, don't, I do not stand above correction. I don't. So if you know the exact meaning to his songs, then hey, you can let me know. 
but to me this is it, it comes a point in time that some songs are just too demonic for the ears especially when the video portrays that very same thing why you just can't make a song whether it be sexual or whatever but why you got to include the image of biblical um um biblical characters like satan or jesus why you got to portray those people why you got to have some type of respect when it comes to the religious um, um when it comes to religion you got to have some type of respect you know for a fact that's going to offend some people why portray those characters you can't portray any other character you got to portray biblical characters in your songs and then make the video demonic I mean you got to admit it if you're making songs about a certain subject that you want to talk about, but you're portraying biblical characters, which obviously adds in religion, and you know for, for a fact that you're going to offend some people. You know that. You know you're going, to be, you're going to be the topic of discussion for weeks to come. Is that your agenda? Because you can pick... Any other character in storybooks and movies and shows, but you choose to specifically stay with characters that are in the Bible, whether it's Satan or Jesus. Then you want to put them in video and make the video so demonic that people have to talk about it. Is that your goal? Because I believe it's downright wrong. No matter how you look at it, it's my opinion, obviously. I mean, it's only my opinion. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a nobody because I believe I'm somebody. But come on. When does it all end? What, what's the goal are you trying to achieve, Nas? Like it's downright becoming so downright disrespectful to people who believe in the... Um, in Christianity that is it's just unbearable that you have to talk about it that you have to say yo you you downright disrespectful and then he wants to see seem demonic in the video he puts these eye contacts that makes him seem like a devil or a demon possessed it's just it's just so so um i can't even find the words right now my dudes it's it's just unbearable to watch. And when he first came out, he wasn't like this. It's after he came out as, yes, I'm gay, he started doing all this crazy shit. Yes, do crazy shit if you want or whatever, but why you have to? It's like you have to involve biblical characters. Like, what is what are you trying to say? Like what are you trying? What are, what agenda are you pushing here? And I'm not gonna say you're people's role models because I believe, like I always say, the parents should be the kids' role models. I hate when parents or individuals come out with "you're a role model to so many." No, celebrities, stars should not be your role models, especially with what's going on in Hollywood. Especially with what's going on in Hollywood. No celebrity, star, sports player should be any kid's role model. I'm sorry. The parents should be the role model for their kids. Because we see what's going on in Hollywood. It's very demonic. It's very demonic. So for your kid... To idolize a star, a movie star, an NBA player, an NFL player, an NHL player, a rap star, an R&B star. They shouldn't idolize those people. Because every now and then a story breaks out that basically, <laughs> that basically demonizes them. That demonizes them. Every kid's role model should be their parents. 
Because what's going on in Hollywood is proof of that. That's all I'm going to say about the little Nas X. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because I believe it has to be said. And obviously that's what he wants. Because obviously that has to be his agenda. That has to be his agenda. I'm going to portray biblical characters because I know people is going to want to talk about it. It, it. it has to be his agenda. I don't see nothing else. I don't see, I don't see no other agenda he's pushing for the fact that he wants to be talked about in social media. And this is the way he does it. Controversy drives numbers. <laughs> it is what it is. I just find it repulsing. Find it repulsing. I do. But we're going to move on. I'm going to touch up also on the Stephen A. Smith, Jason Wallach situation. And I'm going to say something about that situation as of now. Because I didn't want to talk about it because it's two grown-ass men. One in particular, I'm going to state, had, has had enough. And, and I'm going to tell you this because this is proof of what I'm talking about of things being a double-edged sword, right? Double-edged sword, right? Listen, Stephen A. Smith posted this on X, correct? Posted this on X. What do you want me to talk about today on the Stephen A. Smith show? Obviously, everybody wants to talk about the drama. Explain the 17 straight three-point basketball triage. Why do you hate Wee so much? And a follow-up, do you hate Whitlock more? It, everybody wants to talk about the drama. Everybody wants to talk about the drama. They don't want to talk. They, 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 he, I don't know if this was a clickbait because Stephen A., you know what people is going to want you to talk about. You know what people is going to want you to talk about. Let's go to his link because he's just been buzzing with a lot of things. It's just been crazy for Stephen A. Smith this week. It's just been crazy for Stephen A. Smith this week. And I'm going to tell you something about the situation. And this is my personal opinion. Obviously, I don't know none of the guys. I'm not going to be like a lot of these people online stating that they know the truth, even though they never met the two. This is a me. This is me as a person outside looking in. And this is my critique and my opinion about the whole situation. And why I believe Stephen A. Smith, what he recently did coming out at Jason Whitlock the way he did is a double-edged sword. But I can understand why he had to do it. And in reality, he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. Because to me, if he would have just kept going on about his business, he would have he came out the victor um, as long as he's been coming out the victor when he was ignoring it. But... Every man has a breaking point. Every man has a breaking point. And that's what people don't understand. Even the people, you can hate Stephen A. Smith all you want. And everybody who watches my show know I don't think too much of Stephen A. Smith. I like him, but the reason I kind of, um, he kind of irritates me is because a lot of his political beliefs I disagree with. It doesn't make any sense. But he's coming around. He's coming around, right? But the thing about Stephen A. Smith coming out against Jason Whitlock and saying what he had to say, the name calling, calling him the fat bastard, calling him a fat piece of shit, because I'm not going to go into detail on, 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 on the video. You guys already know what Stephen A. Smith said. If you don't know who Stephen A. Smith, he's a long, he's a, a basically a great host of First Take on ESPN and he has a show on YouTube. He has a book that is the number one seller right now. And he's basically is known for being on SportsCenter for a long period of time. Great sport analyst. It's great. Does he have his, does he have his um, problems? We all have problems. But the thing about Stephen A. Smith coming out against Jason Whitlock, he's had enough. And like I said, every man has his breaking point. And people coming out in social media saying, oh, my God, Stephen A. Smith, Jason Woodlock got you by the balls. Oh, Jason Woodlock stays in your head or whatever. So the man can't come out 
when he's finally had a breaking point. Because Stephen A. Smith ignored Jason Whitlock for a long time. People don't understand that. Jason Whitlock has been coming at Stephen A. Smith for such a long period of time. And Stephen A. Smith has ignored him for a long period of time. For a long period of time. Jason Whitlock, you, you ever had a person, let's say somebody has a needle, right? A needle, a small needle, a needle that you, um, that you knit with. You know what I mean? That you sew with. Imagine somebody next to you prancing you with that needle every now and then, every now and then, picking you with that needle. First, he goes on your ankle. Then he goes behind your shoulders. Then he goes on your back. Then he goes by your ass. Then every now and then, just picking you with that needle. It's going to get fucking irritating. It is. And that's what Jason Whitlock has been doing to Stephen A. Smith. And as a man... It's going to get fucking annoying, especially you as a grown ass man. You're not going to take too much of that shit. You're going to want to turn around and punch the fucker in the face. That's what you're going to want to do. Because me, I don't have to go into thorough details about the whole situation because you don't know who's lying. You don't know who's lying because both of them are coming out with supposed facts. And a lot of people are saying, well, Stephen A. Smith came out wasn't facts, but it was a whole bunch of insults. He did come out with a lot of facts. He named names about people who don't want to work with Jason Whitlock. He named names. He told them you can call them and they'll tell you that they don't want to work with Jason Whitlock. Is he lying about that? No. Obviously, if he named names, he's not lying about it. He's not lying about it. And... What he said, is it the truth? I believe so, because Jason Warlock has not been in no show and has not been joined with any other sports analyst for a long time. Nobody wishes to work with the man, and there has to be a reason for it. But people just love the drama, and people just love the freaking critique of saying somebody's in your head when you finally wish to respond. So when you don't respond, you're a pussy. But if you do respond, all oh, the person is in your head. So which one is it? How much more can Stephen A. Smith take? How much more? Because Stephen A. Smith doesn't talk about Jason Whitlock. He doesn't talk about him. And listen, I'm not taking sides. A lot of people are going to say, wait a minute. Whoa, shy guy. Are you taking sides? No, I'm not taking sides. I'm not taking sides. I'm explaining what a grown-ass man would do if somebody kept irritating the shit out of him. And him not responding for years and years. And finally, he lets out that steam. Finally, he boils up to the point that he has to explode. And despite him exploding, he kept it semi-professional. Not fully professional, but semi-professional. And aired it out on freaking, you can say, national, national television. Because that's what YouTube is nowadays. With an abundance of insults. Followed by some truths that people don't want to work with Jason Willock because of the type of character he is. Well, say what you want about Stephen A's book and memoir. Is it a lie? Maybe. Maybe it's a lie. And what if it is a lie, right? Let's say it is a lie. Why is Jason Whitlock always focused on Stephen A. Smith's life? That's what you got to tell yourself. And listen, like I said, I'm not taking sides. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not taking sides. But you got to think about it. Think about it. If somebody was constantly investigating your life every day, in and out, mentioning your name when you're not even mentioning theirs you're not even mentioning their name but they're mentioning your name constantly and you continue to ignore them for two to three years and for some odd reason your name keeps coming out of their mouth despite the fact that they have to be reporting on sports but for some reason your name is included in the analysts and the breakdown when are you going to say, what the fuck, enough is enough. I'm going to flame this dude. I'm going to flame this dude. When are you going to say enough is enough? And like I said, Stephen A. Smith could be lying in his book. Who knows? 
There's a lot of people that lie so much that they believe it is the truth. But I'm not saying Stephen A. Smith is lying, but let, let's say he is, all right? Let's go with the hypothetical. Why is Jason Warlock so focused on Stephen A. Smith's life? Why? You gotta, th you gotta think about that. Why is he so focused on Stephen A. Smith's life? Why is he making Stephen A. Smith's life the main freaking storyline to his show? When Stephen A. Smith is living his life, say what you want. He's a host of many shows. A lot of people want to work with him. He gets along with a lot of freaking people. Obviously, there's people that don't get along with him. He's a sports analyst, so sometimes he's going to say, hey, you you sucked in that game or whatever. And a lot of people who play sports is not going to like it, so they're going to dislike him for that. And yes, I know that Kyrie Irving situation. I follow it really close. I know about that Kyrie Irving situation. Kyrie Irving have every right to do what he did, but let's not, that's not the... That's neither here nor there. Stephen A. Smith is not going to get along with a lot of freaking sports players because he has to critique them. That's part of his job. But Jason Woodlock is also a critiquer of sports players and games and etc. Obviously, he got he's gotten into political um um takes and discussions. With Megan Kelly, who I really like a lot because her show is very interesting. But he got into political talks. But you got into political talks. You got into sports analyzing. And you still need to bring Stephen A. Smith in your discussion when you got so many other topics that you could possibly be talking about. But yet you make Stephen A. Smith a central part of your show. That is kind of questioning. I got to question that. Like, why is Stephen A. Smith a main component of your discussion when it comes to you broadcasting your show? And like I said, Stephen A. Smith can be lying. He could. Stephen A. Smith can well be lying. He could. I'm not saying he's not. Stephen A. Smith can be lying about his memoir, his book, whatever the case may be. But you are Jason Woodlock who got into political discussions, who also sports analyzes, but yet you stay making Stephen A. Smith a main component of your show. I have to question why. If Stephen A. Smith obviously never spoke about you, he moved on with his life, he talks about sports, he talks about other things, sometimes he does get into political discussions, but he does it, the, he does majority of his political talkings on his show, but you, Jason Whitlock, for some reason, makes Stephen A. Smith, an individual, a main freaking protagonist on your show, why is that, I gotta question that, is it hate, and like I said, I'm not picking sides from none of these two brothers, I'm not, but when is Stephen A. Smith supposed to say enough is enough? I'm tired of this shit. I don't talk about you at all, but for some reason, I'm a main protagonist on your show. So you know what? I'm going to stop being a protagonist. I'm going to be the antagonist, and I'm going to get in your ass. I, I don't know. When can Stephen A. Smith be allowed to blow up? A lot of people saying, oh, well, that wasn't professional. He didn't have to go that far. He didn't have to dive into his Jason Whitlock's looks. He didn't. And you want me to be honest? Jason Whitlock is not an attractive man. He's overweight. He's kind, he, he's, he is ugly. I mean, so Stephen A. Smith used to his advantage what he used, just like Jason Whitlock does to Stephen A. Smith, correct? All right. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, if Jason Woodlock is going to keep calling out Stephen A. Smith's book and saying that it's all lies and diving into his life, investigating his life, getting people to go get information that concerns Stephen A. Smith's life as well. Stephen A. Smith then has all the artillery, all the ammunition he wants to use to call Jason Woodlock out. On his looks, whether he's fat, whether he's ugly, whether he's repulsive to look at, whatever the case may be, this is the arena. It is the arena, right? They're gladiators, right? 
to a minute until one man leave. It's open warfare, baby. Jason Woodlock wanted it. Now he got it. Now Jason Woodlock actually got what he wanted. He wanted the attention. That's what I believe. That's my personal opinion. Listen, like I always say, I'm not above correction. You can say what you believe it, what it truly is, but that's what I believe it is. Because for you to make Stephen A. Smith a main character on your show on a daily basis has to tell me that you, for some odd reason, have some type of personal beef with the man. It is personal. It comes from somewhere. Because Stephen A. Smith never spoke about the man. And you know, a lot of people know who listen to my show. I'm not fond of Stephen A. Smith, but I'm going to call bullshit where there's bullshit. Stephen A. Smith never, never spoke about Jason Woodlock. He never did. He ignored him. But Jason Woodlock always made Stephen A. Smith a main protagonist on his show. Always did. And, and it, it gets... It gets to a point that a man can't take anymore and they and they have to blow up. You know, there's a lot of people who do not wish to work with Jason Willock, and that's a fact. Let's go into um what Hill had to say about Stephen A Stephen A and Jason Whitlock's beef. Uh I think people have something mistaken though about about all of this. Like and there is a long list of things that he has done. It's a long list um, that, you know, especially by people in this industry who you respect, you know, like Stuart Scott, let's just take him for example. Jason Whitlock wrote some pretty awful things about Stuart Scott. And then to try to come back and act like he didn't write those things, it was very disingenuous. He wrote some very awful things about another friend of mine, Scoop Jackson, a person that I hold near and dear you know, to my heart. And it's one thing to critique people. It's another thing to take the kind of shots that he tends to take at people that are very personal, um, that are rooted in what seems to be a lot of jealousy, that it, it is just, it, it's, it's very distasteful. So he has been opening and airing people out for a long time. And what happens is, is what you saw with Stephen A. Smith. I think he just got tired of it. You know, we've all had our turn where Whitlock has decided to make us a target. And I can tell when that happens because my mentions look a certain way whenever he decides. To exactly. Name, Let's go back. Let's go back. About all of this. Like, and there is a long. I want you to listen closely to what she's saying, because. There's a long list of people that don't get along with Jason Whitlock. And there's a reason why you see Stephen A. Smith working with a lot of colleagues and you don't see Jason Whitlock working with none. Listen to what she's saying, because there's a lot of people who are not even in this atmosphere, who's not even in their realm, and they swear they know what's going on. When there's a lot of people that chooses not to work with a certain individual, when there's a lot of people that chooses not to work with a certain individual, and the other person works with all of them, the majority of them, there has to be a reason as to why. And she explains it. Let's play it again. Long list of things that he has done. It's a long list um, that, you know, especially by people in this industry who you respect, you know, like Stuart Scott. Let's just take him for example. Jason Whitlock wrote some pretty awful things about Stuart Scott. And then to try to come back and act like he didn't write those things, it was very disingenuous. He wrote some very awful things about another friend of mine, Scoop Jackson, a person that I hold near and dear you know, to my heart. And it's one thing to critique people. It's another thing to take the kind of shots that he tends to take at people that are very personal. And that is, that is a fact. You can't, you can't, you can't argue with that. Jason Whitlock takes shots at people. He doesn't just critiques them. And it is what it is. You want the clicks, you want the numbers, you want the views. Maybe that's how he gets it. And I'm not knocking him for that. But don't try to take the high ground. Don't try to take the high ground when Stephen A. Smith has had enough and tries to blow up at you because there's a lot of people, other people who dislike you for the same reason. Stephen A. Smith just chose to be like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going my, I'm going my Jimbo on your ass. Um, that are rooted in what seems to be a lot of jealousy. That it, it is just, 
it, it's, it's very distasteful. So he has been opening and airing people out for a long time. And what happens is, is what you saw with Stephen A. Smith. I think he just got tired of it. You know, we've all had our turn where Whitlock has decided to make us a target. And I can tell when that happens because my mentions look a certain way whenever he decides to bring my, my name up. And I tend to ignore it just because I know that that is what he wants, is that he would like for somebody to respond to him and to kind of keep this going and uh, get his name out there, even though it's not for the most positive uh, uh, positive attention. And so I try very hard. And she's entitled to that opinion because that's what a lot of us are thinking. You want the numbers, you want the clicks, you want the views. So you want the drama to keep going. And Jason Woodlock knows that the most numbers he could bring is by mentioning Stephen A. Smith on his show. I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm just keeping it a hundred. This is me not taking sides either. I'm just an outside person looking in. I have no freaking knowledge of any of these two individuals' true nature. I don't know them personally. But outside looking in, I'm looking at the person who seems like want numbers and the person who just wants to be left alone. And Jason Woodlock is the person who seems like he wants the numbers and the views and the clicks. And J Stephen A. Smith is the person that seems like he just wants to be left alone. Man, that's facts. You can't, you can't debate me on that. And like I say, I, stand up, I don't stand above correction, but it's going to be hard to debate what I just said. Stephen A. Smith doesn't want to be bothered with Jason Woodlock. He doesn't want to be even mentioned out of that man's mouth. He wants to be left alone. Doesn't want to be bothered by him. Despite the fact that his books, if his books, his lies, or whatever the case may be, he's like, Jason Woodlock, just leave me alone. Jason Woodlock, though, is like, no, I'm going to mention your name. You give me clicks. You give me views. You give me this. You give me that. I got to mention your name. I have a whole bunch of list of topics I can be talking about, but I want to talk about you. You, can, you, can't, you can't debate that. You can't be ignorant to that fact. You can't. As ignorant as an individual can be, you can't debate that. You can't. Let's continue with what, she, uh, what else she has to say about the situation hard not to get give into it but it gets tiresome and bothersome and irritating after a while when somebody is constantly talking about you that you don't give a fuck about and i think that Stephen a because me knowing this just having you know written my memoir less than you know um it came out you know about two years ago uh it's something very personal to you it's something that um you pour a lot of, of time and effort in and, and as he said he wrote it himself and i i think the last straw for him seemed to be him attacking his credibility, him attacking uh, the truthfulness in his memoir. And so, you know, he went in and, you know, what he said was was correct. Like a bunch of us, when he got hired to run the undefeated, did not want to work with him. Um, you know, when he emailed me and asked me to work with him and sort of said like, hey, you know, we need to bury what, whatever is between us. I wished him well and said, no, thank you. All right. And um you know, I, I never disparaged anybody for working with him when, for the brief time. She even said no, that she did not want to work with Jason Whitlock. So if you got all these individuals saying, I do not wish to work with Jason Whitlock. What is that saying? That's like somebody at your job and everybody's like, you be his partner. No, I'm not going to be his partner. You be his partner. I choose not to be his partner. Well, get um Jerome to be his partner. Well, Jerome said he doesn't want to work with him either. When is it going to be time for that person who's causing all these people to think that way to look themselves in the mirror? When somebody grabs a memoir and chooses to read the entire book just to critique the very person that they have made a protagonist on their show for all the years their show was, on, was online or live or whatever the case, it starts, it starts to seem like it's something else. It starts to seem like there's a bit of hatred there. You're not reporting. You're not reporting. Because there, there's a hatred within that reporting. Is it jealousy? What is it? 
See, a lot of people want to talk about this situation. A lot of people online want to talk about this situation and seem like, oh, I'm not. When none of us are taking sides and none of us are, uh, 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 yes, you got you guys. It, I mean, there. <laughs> when it comes to this drama, right? There are a lot of men who act like who act like ladies. There are a lot of men who act like ladies. Like, for example, the um, tweet that I just shown you about Jace, um, about Stephen A. Smith tweeting about what you guys want to talk about. I'm not going to lie. He opened the door for people to just be as ignorant as they want under those comments. He shouldn't even have said that, um, especially um, coming off the fact that you just flamed Jason Whitlock on your podcast. He shouldn't have opened the door. But the fact that a lot of people just, men, just love drama. When you're a man, listen, I'm going to say this to all my men and to my men who listen to my show. I really do appreciate it. I really thank you for sitting at my table. I really appreciate your support, but I got to say this to all men. And if you are among those men, try to remove yourself from that. Try to remove yourself from being um, portrayed of having feminine behavior. If you're a man that constantly loves the drama, if you're one of those people that go under the comments and go, oh my God, pop off. Oh my God, what else do you have to say about it? Oh my God. That's feminine behavior. A grown ass man should not be acting like that. A grown at listen, men, real men don't want the drama. They don't want drama. They just want peace. And that's facts. That's facts. That is one thing that I have said today that I will not, not take anyone's criticism of. There is no man, true man, that loves drama. There's, I, listen, I know a lot of men. And a lot of my dudes, they don't like drama. They don't like the bullshit. So when you're a man and you're in the comments, oh my God, pop off, pop off, pop off, keep it going, keep it going. Of course, um, some of us are going to talk about it. You know what I mean? When you're a podcaster, when you're this and that and the third. But when you're trying to incite it, when you're trying to throw freaking wood into the fire, that's feminine behavior. People just love drama a lot. And that's what Stephen A. Smith, this is why I'm saying Stephen A. Smith wanted to stay away from the drama until finally he's had enough. I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear what you guys think, but that's my take on that whole situation. And it's getting a bit more ugly because Jason Whitlock just released another podcast episode talking about it. This is what he wanted. You can't make this shit up. We're going to continue on. Um, to Zhang Weili, a lot of people who know my podcast know I started out talking about MMA. But listen, when when I first started talking about MMA, my dudes, I used to get flamed on YouTube. I mean, UFC used to strike my videos constantly until I just got tired of it. I just got tired of talking about MMA and constantly be my videos being taken down when you spend a lot of time editing videos for it to be stroked down by youtube is so demoralizing because the edits you put into your videos takes a lot of time and effort because you're trying to make the video really nice really distinguished for the people who are willing to click on your videos to watch it because you want to make it entertaining so when it gets struck down it's so demoralizing because all the work that you put in listen edits take a long time (laughs) i'm gonna tell you this right now edits take a long time sometimes it takes two to three hours sometimes i've had edits that have that have taken freaking nine days nine days Nine days. I'm not kidding you. And I'm talking about the setup. Let me not get all freaking over-exaggerated about video. I'm talking about setting up. But video, when it comes to videos, especially extensive videos, they can take eight to nine hours to edit. Ask any freaking, ask any freaking influencer how long the longest edit has, has taken them. It, it, it takes a long time to edit. And, and when your videos get struck down, it's demoralizing. But anyway... We're going to dive into Zhang Weili. And I'm going to tell you about Zhang Weili. Everybody who follows me know I'm a big, big, big Weili fan. I love Weili. Absolutely love her. I do. I absolutely love Weili. 
And she has a fight coming up. She has a, I, I would say it's a big fight. She has a big fight coming up. And, and, and it's an important fight. She's going to be fighting somebody, you know, who's significant. Who's very significant. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about her fight history. Because Zhang Weili, and I'm going to say something else about Weili. I really don't know. I mean, <clears throat> listen, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm willing to hear everybody's opinion, right? Because before we start, Zhang Weili's stats is 24, 3-0, 18 submissions, 11 KOs. It, I mean... Very significant, very, very, very significant because, I mean, she's a very, very, very good fighter. But the thing is, is she cemented in sports history? And a lot of people are going to say no. And this is why a lot of people are going to say no. And this is why I, de I can debate them, but at the same time, is my debate and the stats going to be enough to convince them that Zhang Weili should be talked among the greatest fighters who have entered the octagon. Because they're going to say, well, she didn't beat the best. And that's when I can probably lose the debate. I can probably lose the debate in that. There's a lot of reasons I can win the debate as well. Because as you can see in her fight history, she has beaten Joanna. Twice. Twice. She has beaten Joanna. But there's a problem. She has lost to Rose Namayunas, who's defeated Joanna twice. She has lost to Rose Namayunas twice. And a lot of people are going to say, hmm. She hasn't beaten the best because the best is Rose Namayunas. Now a lot of people is gonna say, "Well, Rose Namajunas is not the best. She, 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 she's, she's always runs for the fights or whatever." Stop it! Stop it! Let's simmer down. Let's simmer down. Rose Namajunas is a great fighter. And correct me if I'm wrong. The only reason there's a lot of times when I was watching Rose Namajunas fights, right? She loses fights when she's not into it because Rose Namajunas. A lot of people who follow her. Because I also follow her social media. Rose Namajunas is not a people person. She hates being being in the limelight. She hates the spotlight. She just wants the belt without the freaking hassle of being in the limelight. Everybody who knows Rose Namajunas knows that's the way she is. So to me, I mean, from what I'm seeing, because I don't know her personally at all. I don't know her at all. We're talking UFC now, folks, for those who um are just tuning in. I don't know Rose Namajunas personally at all. But from what I see outside looking at Rose Namajunas hates being in the spotlight. And the minute she's freaking focused in that spotlight, she wants to pull back out of the UFC because she hates the attention. And for some reason, she's not herself. Even when she gets into a big fight, she's not herself in the octagon. When she gets into a big fight and she's in that mental state that Jesus, all this attention, all this commercializing, all of this and that and the third. I just want the freaking belt without the attention. That's what Rose Namajunas is. And when Rose Namajunas gets in that state when she doesn't care anymore, that she just wants the belt, is she's almost unbeatable. Let's not get that twisted. And all of those who follow Rose Namajunas knows this to be true. And the thing about Wei Lee. She lost to Rose Namajunas twice. One, she got knocked the hell out by freaking Rose Namajunas. The second, it was a great fight. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I was so mad. I had my popcorn, I had my beer, I had my drink. Once again, I paid for the fight. And that fight was going to distance. And you've seen the fatigue in Wei Li in that last round. You've seen she was tired. She could, She gave it her all. But once again, Rose Namajunas pulled off the split decision and beat her. And beat her. But as you can see the rest of the record, Wei Li held her own. Wei Li 
is imp an impressive fighter. But the one thing that's freaking knocking her down is those two losses to Rose Namajunas. And when I say she has to fight Rose Namajunas for the third time, I'm not freaking kidding. She has to fight Rose Namajunas at her best for the third time and beat her. She needs to win because she will not be cemented the way Amanda Nunes is cemented. Because Amanda Nunes came back and got her belt and retired. And retired. And she had nothing to prove because she destroyed her. Amanda Nunes destroyed her. <laughs> she destroyed her. There was no need for a third fight. Amanda Nunes is cemented in UFC history as one of the greatest fighters. She has nothing left to prove for people who say, oh, Amanda Nunes left way to her. No, Amanda Nunes had nothing left to prove. But the thing about Wei Li is, even if she wins her next fight, even if she wins the next fight, and let's say she fights Grasso, right? Let's say she fights Grasso, goes, goes down to the weight of Grasso, right? That would be a great fight. If she wins that fight as well, she can be close to being cemented. But is the fact that she lost to Rose Damiunas twice gonna forever prevent her from being cemented as one of the greatest strawweight champions of all time? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. I would really like to know your opinion. I love Wei Li. Wei Li is always gonna be one of my favorite fighters. She is my favorite fighter. Period. I really wish she gets her long hair back. I really do. Because then, this is the reason why I want Wei Li to get her long hair back. There's a reason why I want Wei Li to get her long back. And I'm not trying to sexualize her for people who are so sensitive. Stop it. I'm not trying to sexualize the Magnum. I'm not. But the thing is, she would be so easily commercialized better. And she would get so many more offers. Because Wei Li, when she had long hair, was even more beautiful. To me, I don't care what anybody say. Fuck anybody who, 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 who's going to critique what I'm about to say. I find Wei Li attractive. I find Wei Li attractive. I don't care if you guys hate me or not. I find Wei Li attractive. The thing is when Wei Li... Let me look it up, folks. Wei Li with long hair, to me, was very attractive. And she can be easily commercialized that way. When she had long hair, she was easily commercialized. She can be, to me, she can be in, in much more model shows and etc. She just looks way better with long hair. I don't know why she got it. Don't know why she got it. I, I, I just don't know why she cut it. Because if I was a peer, I would have said, don't cut your hair. You, because I would have told her, you, 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 want, you want to be commercialized? You want to be in commercials? You want the more money? Don't cut your hair. Don't cut your hair. Do not cut your hair if you want to be in, in a lot of commercials. Because unlike Rose Namajunas, Whaley likes the limelight. We all know that. <laughs> Whaley likes the limelight. She does. Look at what happened when the fans wasn't with her in that fight. When they were starting to boo her. With Namayunas in that fight. I think I believe it was Namayunas' first fight. And she lost because the fans were against her. And that really demoralized her. Prevented her from fighting the way she usually wants to fight. She likes the limelight. I don't. Whaley is my favorite fighter. I don't care if she does. If she likes the limelight, she earned it. But the fact that she cut her hair made her less, less commercialized. If you want me to, I mean, it made her less. I mean, are people going to say, oh, you're sexualizing her? Like I said, I find her attractive, but I found her way more attractive with the long hair. I, I, what you want me to say? She was way more attractive with the long hair. I mean, I'm still looking, folks. Look, because I want to show you guys. Wait, I mean, look at it. Look at this one right here, right? Oh my God. Why are they giving me this? Really? You, you can't make this up. You, you, to find Wayley with long hair. I mean, what, what am I doing? Let me go to her Instagram, folks. 
<laughs> this part of the podcast will be edited in the live version. So in the live version, you will not see this part of the um, video. This will be edited out. You can only hear it on Spotify if you wish to listen to the video version. I mean, the audio version. So um, be aware of that. Be aware of that. Because we're looking for Zhang Weili when she had long hair, right? I'm going to tell you why she's way more commercialized when she had long hair. Because despite her, to me, despite me, because she has a great body. Great body. Especially when she dresses up. Her, her physique is just, it, 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 when she dresses up, is 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 eye-dropping. And we all know she has a great physique, but it, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's it's so different when you see a woman with a great physique dressed up. It's like holy shit. You know what I mean? I mean, and people gonna truly say, oh yeah 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 yeah. You're kind of saying, stop it, all right? I'm a man, freaking um 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 appreciating a woman's um <laughs> a woman's hard work into her body. That's all I'm doing. I mean, Jesus, I mean, people are so sensitive these days. So sensitive these days. You, you, you can't make this shit up. I mean, this is one point, right? Of when she had long hair. That I really um, like seeing. Like, she, she had the long hair right here. I mean, I'm not, I know it's not on screen yet. But like I said, this is going to be edited out uh, on, on, on a video version of things. But right here, she had long hair, right? I mean, just check out Whaley with long hair. She was beautiful. She's still beautiful now, but she's just less commercialized as of now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the Whaley situation. Let me know what you think about the Stephen A situation. Let me know what you think of the little Nas X situation. I would really like to get your opinion about it. And like I said, I don't stand above correction and on some things, on some things, because some things that I did bring up on this episode remains to be true. But anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys are being safe out there. And if you in that winter storm effect advisory, which is impacting the New York tri-state area, stay safe, stay safe. And if you don't have to go out of your house, if you don't have to go to work, stay home, stay home. There's no point in leaving out and going anywhere just to be impacted by the weather. What's the point? Stay home, stay safe. This is Black Shy Guy. As always, I thank you for sitting on my table. I'm out of here. Peace. Arch criminal who must be put away. Another innocent victim. I don't know. I don't mean